Welcome to the In Doubt Podcast, where we explore the challenging topics that young adults often face. Each week, we talk with guests who help answer questions of faith, life, and culture, connecting them to our daily experiences and God's Word. For more info on In Doubt, visit indoubt.ca or indoubt.com. Welcome to In Doubt. This is Courtney, and I'm so happy you're with us for this week's episode. If you were with us last week, you'll know that we're taking a few weeks in a throwback series. So we're checking out some of our older episodes that we think are worth another listen. So last week we heard from Justin Brierley, and this week we're going back to January 2017 to a conversation between Isaac and Tim Mackey, who's the co-founder of The Bible Project. With this episode, we're looking at the question, why should I study the Bible? And just really getting into what that means for all of us. It was an important question three years ago when we first talked with Tim, and it's absolutely still important for today. You'll hear Isaac and Tim discuss what studying the Bible can or should look like, and the importance of memorizing scripture, and so much more. So here's the episode, and we'll jump right in with Isaac and Tim Mackey. the privilege and honor of speaking with Tim Mackey today, all the way from Portland, Oregon. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be here. Uh, Tim is a pastor at a church in Portland. Maybe you can share a little bit about that, but uh, he's also one of the two guys behind the Bible Project. I mean, uh, we only think it's two guys. Maybe there's more people. I'm sure there are. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Mm -hmm. why don't you just share a little bit about who you are as a person and sort of what you do? Yep. Yeah, sure. Um, So yes, I'm Tim Mackey. Um, I hail from Portland, Oregon. Um, where I have a, a few too many jobs, uh, but they're all related to teaching the scriptures. So that's a dream come true. Um, so yeah, I am uh, serve on the pastoral team in a part-time basis, but mainly just teaching uh, in a church here in Portland called Door of Hope. Um, I'm also a, a part-time professor of Old Testament at Western Seminary here in Portland, Oregon. And those are both part-time gigs that are super fun. Uh, and then the main thing I'm doing right now is a part of a creative design studio uh, called The Bible Project. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of the Bible nerd. <laughs> so, so really what I do is I read a lot and then I get into rooms with really creative people and we uh, create short animated films that explore all the books of the Bible and main themes, theological themes in the Bible. So there you go. That's that's, that's great. Um, Why don't we, I want to hear a little bit more about the Bible Project. We'll come back to that at the end, but let's just jump into a little bit more of, uh, of, Bible study. So when I think of the term Bible study, I mean, it's thrown around a lot. You know, churches say, hey, we've got these Bible study groups and, and so on. But I feel like a lot of people aren't quite sure exactly what everything Bible study kind of means. So when you say to someone, Tim, like, hey, you should study the Bible, like, what are you actually telling them to do? Like, what does it mean mm. really to study to study the Bible? Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, in one sense, I, I don't really ever tell someone to study the Bible. <laughs> I would more uh, tell them, like, follow Jesus. And um, part of being a disciple of Jesus means um, immersing myself in the story uh, that he saw himself as a part of and, and as the culmination of. So uh, it doesn't take long. And, and one of the main ways that I have access to Jesus and become his disciple 
is reading the accounts of his life and teachings in the New Testament. There's a very close relationship between Jesus and the Bible. Uh, and, but for me, it's very important to at least kind of, you know, my, I, I don't have a personal relationship with the Bible. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, for me, it's about knowing and following Jesus who loved me and gave himself for me. And the, the, one of the primary ways that I do that uh, is through, through the scriptures. So obviously they're, they're texts, so you read them. Um, but we all know that you read and engage, you know, um, the headlines of a newspaper and, you know, a nonfiction how to build a house book and then a novel, you know, by, by Eric Steinbeck in really different ways. We read different texts in different ways. So the scriptures are a kind of text that's very similar to just really high literary art. It's, theolo it's theological art, but it's art nonetheless. And so just like, you know, Moby Dick or East of Eden requires slow pondering, rereading, um, the Bible's more a book that's like that, but on steroids. <laughs> like just way more. It's just such uh, a rich, uh, and, and on one sense, just reading the Bible, you could you can just read it on a surface level and read a story about David or Abraham um, and read one of Paul's letters. But the way that the whole Bible is designed to invite you into a whole different way of seeing the world um, requires, but it's from another time and culture and place. And, and it's, it was written originally in another language. And so there's all these uh, steps towards greater depth and greater understanding that are required than just, you know, reading it on one pass in English. So I think it's at least helpful to, to create an analogy between, like, if you finish a great work of art, like I mentioned Steinbeck's East of Eden, you know, you finish that and you're like, whoa, that was, I, you almost feel like you need to go read it again because you realize you pr almost certainly didn't get everything. And that's actually how most people feel when they read the Bible anyway, is I'm not getting everything. Exactly. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, sorry, that was a lot of setup to say the Bible is the kind of text that is meant to be read and reread and reflected and pondered over the course of a lifetime. It's actually designed that way. Um, it's, it's designed to not give up its depths uh, on the first read through. Um, and so studying involves a lot of things. I mean, it, I think it involves turning to the body of Christ, the greater community of Jesus' followers, and there are going to be people in the, uh, the church community that you're a part of um, or in the worldwide community that have been reading and studying the Bible a long time. So a lot of it has to do with learning how to do read the different types of literature in the Bible. There's a lot of poetry. It's mostly narrative and poetry, um, which are, you know, not everybody reads poetry, but a, th a third of the Bible is poetry. So, so um, yeah, it's about learning to engage. So there's so much wealth of great Bible dictionaries and commentaries and group experiences. But basically, it's just taking a step further than just reading it once through and be like, okay, that was good, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's a it's a book that's designed for a lifetime's worth of 
meditation. So. Right, and, and and engaging that point, say it's worth a, a you know lifetime of engaging it. Mm-hmm. Well, like if someone asked, well, why? Like I you know I've read Moby Dick, mm-hmm. let's say three times. I get mm-hmm. the story, I get it, but yeah. like why would I need to keep going back to the word constantly? And uh, you know, because I'm I'm not a, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a church leader, I'm just a I'm just a Christian. Like if someone said that to you, what would you what would you say? Well, uh, I I'd bring it back to Jesus. Um, if I've um, devoted my life to follow someone, and if I'm trying to bring every part of my life to become consistent with their teachings and who they were and what they were all about, um, you're not just going to read about them and their teachings one time. <laughs> no, if you're going to follow Jesus, you need to immerse yourself in this, his story, the stories about him and his teaching. So that, in and of itself, gets you into a big section of the Bible. If you're going to follow Jesus, you need to at least, uh, I don't know, in my mind, it makes sense that if I follow someone as the most important person in my life, I'm going to probably memorize some of their most important teachings. I'm probably going to try and return to them time and again. I'm going to, so that I know my way around their teachings, so that when I come across things in life, you know, a relational conflict. Okay, what did Jesus say about forgiveness? Let's go back to Matthew 18. And so that's just one thing is if you follow Jesus, it just makes all the sense in the world that you would make the, the stories and his teachings like a staple diet in your life. And then if you do that, you'll discover something else. You'll discover that Jesus is constantly talking about the Bible. <laughs> uh, he's constantly quoting from the scriptures that existed uh, his point, which is what we call the Old Testament, and he explained himself and who he was in light of those writings. And he invited people to see that actually the whole of the Old Testament scriptures is what was pointing towards him. So he himself tells you, if you want to really get who I am, listen, three three quarters of your Bible you need to really become familiar with. And so that's that's just part of it. I think also is that the Bible is the kind of book that's trying to mess with you. Um, It's trying to challenge your currently held views about the world and about who God is, if you do or don't believe in God, or who you are, and what's true in the world, and what's really wrong in the world, and what's right. And So those aren't things you can just figure out on a one-year Bible read-through. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I mean, it takes a lifetime to sort all that out. And so the Bible's a gift in that way, in that you, it's really meant to shape every part of your life. In different seasons of life, different things in the Scriptures will become more pronounced to you. you know? Yeah, so. no, that's good. And as, as you're saying, like even talking about the whole... Uh, you know, you're going to memorize parts of the Bible because you're following mm-hmm. Jesus. And it's, and I just think about, you know, when I'm at a family reunion and we all start talking about stories um, mm. with these, you know, with our relatives that we've had these close relationships with. And we can say, oh, yeah, and Joe said this. And you can recite this, you know, paragraph yeah, yeah. Um, because you're so invested in the, in the people and these stories. So in the mm-hmm. same way, I can kind of hear you saying that's the same thing with the Bible. Yeah. It's God's word. And we are invested into that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we shouldn't be naive. We're all actually doing that anyway. The question is, what stories are, um, what stories fill up the pool that we draw on to understand our world? Um, and so, you know, if you live, well, sorry, 
you're, you're in Canada, so I can't assume. <laughs> but, you know, so I'm an American, and so from a young age, I'm brought up in this American, don't tell me what to do, don't tread on me, liberty of the individual. You know what I mean? Like that. Oh, yeah. That's the same that's up here star- in Canada, so. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. We're, we're both Westerners. Yeah, right? exactly. And modern Westerners. So, um, and then, of course, you know, if you grow up on the diet of Hollywood, whether it's for kids or teens or adults, different versions, that's filling your imagination with all kinds of other stories about what's important in life and who are you and what defines success as a human being. So we're all drawing on stories, a story world to make sense of our lives. And I think becoming a follower of Jesus means adopting a new story world, the, the biblical story world, and letting that start to become the baseline and that kind of life, heart, mind transformation happens slowly and through habits, you know, over the long term. So you're right. It's exactly like a family history um, that, that needs to replace our currently held, you know, family history, so exactly. to speak. Exactly. No, that's yeah. good. And, you know, someone, someone listening, and, and even myself, I'm encouraged to be like, okay, like I, I do want to, to learn more. I want to memorize more. I want to be you know, involved in, in God's word more. But the, the truth of the matter is that, you know, obviously many young adults are, are you know, busy. You know, they've had their, they have their relationships, they have their social life, they have their, their jobs, they have, you know, they're taking five courses in the semester, they, all this stuff. And I mean, everyone loves practical stuff. They just say, you know, tell me what to do. And I get from what you're even saying that this is about relationship. I want to follow Jesus. So I know that that is like the, the foundation, but, you know, how can we actually achieve this kind of study of the Bible? Like what time should we be allotting to it? Like, you know, even the specifics there, like what, how should we be doing this on a daily basis in the midst of our, our crazy lives? Yeah. Yeah. It's a a great question. I mean, part of it is, yeah, our current technological culture, there are things crying for our attention in all of the empty spaces of our lives. And it's in our, in our pockets, you know, uh, in our mobile devices so that's our empty time. But then it's also, you know, hijacking our spare time, you know, the, as well. So I, it requires enormous discipline. Becoming a reader, um, and not everybody has to be a bookworm, but building in habits. This is about habits. Um, and in other cultures that are way more textual or that don't have as much other noise filling their time, I think it's, it was easier. When, when texts were the main media <laughs> uh, in a culture like in Jesus' day, obviously, and it was a higher cultural value. In our, so in our age, it's very difficult. What I'm saying is if, if people listening to the podcast find it very difficult to carve out time to read, period, much less read the Bible, you're not a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're a Westerner. Yeah, that's and a good 21st point. century Westerner. Mm-hmm. And so I think... We're faced with a decision about what kinds of media am I going to allow to shape me as a human? And these devices in our pockets can control our lives in a scary way. And so in a, in a big way, I think it's, 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 fight, it's <laughs> revolting <laughs> against the man, you know? Uh, and it's saying, no, I'm going to prioritize. I believe I will be shaped as a mature human and as a disciple of Jesus through fostering this other habit 
that is archaic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm, uh, you know, smartphones are only what 15 years old now. Like right. we have no idea <laughs> the effect that this, that living this way is going to have on us. But but we know the effect of what letting the biblical text shape you, because we have millennia's worth of amazing human stories of people living in light of the scriptures. So I just think it's a question of priorities. And so if 30 minutes, uh, and even, uh, you know, personally, I, I personally do have a daily habit, but even more so, I have a, a couple times carved out a week where I can do more than just have a little window. It's where I personally carve out, you know, an hour to dive into the book of the Bible I'm currently studying. And, you know, I know that sounds nerdy, and that's not where everybody's at, but um, I, I think it's a habit that uh, the Jewish tradition and then the Jewish and Christian tradition through history has said humans are the most mature forms of themselves when they allow themselves to be shaped by time in these texts. And so, you know, who am I to say they're wrong? Um, so anyway, I, you just have to do it. I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, that's good. I'm glad <laughs> yeah. you said that. And and yeah. I think the point you just made, though, about the whole, we have, you know, this, you know, thousands of years of, of, of this history of people being shaped. Like we've seen it prove itself over and over again that the Bible being read on a habitual basis does change lives for the better. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, you're right. We only have like the 10 or whatever, 15 years of a smartphone. We have no idea what that's going to lead. And we can only imagine. And it's kind of scary to, to think. But yeah, anyways, yeah. That's a, it's a great point you bring up. Yeah. There. So, and, and there's different ways to interact with the Bible. Not everybody needs to be, become a Bible scholar. But I do think being a disciple of Jesus means growing in my ability to read these texts, which means becoming a, a more wise reader, a more engaged reader, know, knowing kind of what are some tools that, where people, I can bring other people, you know, alongside me to give me greater understanding. And that's all habit, habit stuff. And that requires initiative and discipline. Yeah, that's good. Well, you obviously—I mean, you've—you've you've been on this earth for a little while now, at least to study the Bible and to know that know it's it's life kind of giving, yeah, life givingness to you. Um, how can you kind of, as a testimony, uh, tell others how it has actually shaped you? Not just to make you more, you know, maybe smarter or have better knowledge in it, but how has it actually given you uh, a joy unspeakable? You could say. Yeah, well, um, God, it's hard to not make that into a long story. <laughs> so I, I started reading the Bible when I started following Jesus, uh, which was uh, I was 19, actually almost 20. And um, I, I was raised, you know, around churchish kind of culture. I, I didn't like it, and I never really liked it. And I'd never read the Bible very much. I mean, I... I kind of knew a couple of stories, children's versions. So uh, I'm a new follower of Jesus. I am all in for Jesus. And I'm in my early 20s reading the Bible for the first time. And at first I'm appalled and scandalized because it's just like, what? This is crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's so different than anything I'd ever read or engaged before. But at the same time, I, was, I felt like I was being invited into a different world. Um, and a different view of the world. And so, I don't know, I just, um, I had the gift of, you know, within my first few years of reading the Bible, I signed up for classes at a Christian university here in Portland. 
and just had the great fortune of having some amazing teachers um, that, that opened up the, the biblical story for me in a way that just ignited my imagination. They opened up the way that the Bible is high-level literary artistry and, and that you know, and, and giving me skills for how to engage and read these texts in a more effective way. And I, I was just a formative season in my life. I was already looking for a new meaning in my life. That's why I decided to follow Jesus. Because my currently, you know, the version I worked with through my teens um, did not work out for me at all. And so, you know, I just, it was a season of life where I was looking for a whole new view of the world. And the biblical world gave that to me. And the community that I was a part of really valued um, the habit of reading and studying and talking and learning about the scriptures. And uh, my first mentor I had was just, she just, he had most of the New Testament memorized. And he, we would, uh, he was just an incredible influence. So I just learned from him. Like, doesn't, if you're a follower of Jesus, you read the Bible a lot and you talk about it with your friends and you're, that's just what you do. So for me, it was actually absolutely life transformative. Like I don't know, I don't know what my life would look like without um, the scriptures. It's like, <laughs> aside from my wife, right? <laughs> uh, it's the it's you know it's the way that I interact with Jesus on a meaning, meaningful level. So to me, the scriptures have just been the greatest, beautiful, life giving thing ever. And uh, that's why I, I probably ended up having too many jobs teaching the Bible. Teaching the Bible, <laughs> here, yeah. Here in Portland, yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. And, and that kind of segues. First of all, thank you for just even that little testimony there. And that's, that is encouraging. But segue into that, uh, you, you obviously mentioned uh, that you work at the Bible Project. Um, you know, what, can maybe explain a little bit more in detail what it is and the, what is the goal and the aim of, of, this, uh, of this ministry? Yeah, so... Um, in very simple terms, um, we we create short animated films that live uh, on YouTube, uh, so they're free, and um, uh, they're videos uh, unpacking the design and message and core ideas of every book of the Bible in five to eight minutes. Um, and then also we are creating videos that explore key ideas or themes that run throughout the whole Bible. Um, and we're, we're trying to, we're speaking non-religious language. You know, our goal is to, whether, whether someone's religious or not, we want them to at least understand and appreciate what's going on in the Bible. Um, yeah, and so we are creating the films um, for people who are sympathetic to the Bible, but not necessarily religious, um, or people who want to learn more about the Bible. And so... Um, anyway, we're about two and a half years into the project. Um, we have about 70 or so videos up uh, on our YouTube channel. And uh, we have about, so we're about halfway done. <laughs> we think we have about three-ish more years of work, at least till our original vision for what this video library looks yeah. like. Are you feeling like the, the weight of that or are you just going to keep pushing, oh, pushing through? No, it's the most fun thing I've ever oh, done. That's awesome. So, yeah, no, it's so fun. It's a joy to, to come do this. It's a, it's a crowdfunded venture. So we're a nonprofit. And um, at the end of the videos, we just say, hey, if this was helpful to you, here's the one we're making next. Um, you can help us make it, you know, be, become a supporter. And 
Um, so we've been over the two and a half years been able to grow to uh, a small studio, but we've got a team of uh, about a dozen people um, who are all we're all cranking full time uh, writing and drawing and animating. And Very cool. So yeah, so we have all kinds of other stuff. We are able to partner with another organization and make an app, a Bible reading app called Read Read Scripture. Okay. Um, it's a free app that you can download. It's just called Read Scripture. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've taken the whole Bible and broken it up into 16 chapters, like an epic narrative broken up into 16 chapters. And then the videos, but it's a daily reading experience, and the videos are woven into the reading experience. So anytime you go into a new book or a key idea is introduced, uh, you begin that day's reading by watching one of the videos. That's fair. So. I'll check that out. That sounds that sounds great. Sounds like yeah. it would totally fit in for someone who's wanting to to grow yep. more anyway. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. right. Well, Tim, thank you so much. We're, we're out of time now, but thank you so much for just sharing uh, just about Bible study, kind of just in a very general. We just scraped the surface, but you did bring yeah. in some great insight in regards to that. So I thank you for that. And thank you for your testimony. Also, thank you for uh, sharing about Bible Project. Thank you for your work there. Uh, it's definitely equipping lots of people. Our church just played the uh the genesis 1 through 11 uh oh sweet yeah and just because we finished a, a series through mm -hmm. genesis and it was mm -hmm. so impactful as well so mm. thank you for your mm. work it doesn't it's not in vain uh for yeah, sure yeah thank so, you that's yeah. awesome that's well, great to hear i hope to have you back on the show sometime soon but anyways yeah. for now i'll see you later tim cool thanks isaac yeah have a good day i think this whole conversation is really reassuring it's easy to slip into thinking that reading your Bible might not be as important as it really is. So it's a great opportunity to refresh if you might be stuck in that way of thinking or just need to be reminded that the scriptures have changed lives and are changing your life too. If you want to find out more about Tim Mackey or The Bible Project, you can head to their website at www.bibleproject.com. You'll find everything on their website is available as a free resource, and we definitely recommend checking it out. And if anything grabbed your attention in this episode, we'll have the links up on the episode page on our website. As this episode was recorded in 2017, there's obviously more that The Bible Project has been able to publish. So like I said, I definitely think it's worth checking it out. And in just taking a quick look at their website, there's an ongoing series that they have, which I think really ties in well with this episode. If you go and search for how to study the Bible, you'll find their starter video series with videos that help you read the Bible while understanding its unique design and literary devices. Recognizing that the Bible is one seamless and unified story, it can't be read the same way throughout, and they provide you with deeper explanation on how to read your Bible, how each literary style relates, and how each style ultimately connects to the overall whole. Again, that's with The Bible Project. I do also want to mention that Back to the Bible Canada offers some great resources as well. If you go to backtothebible.ca, you'll find a series called Celebrating the Word by Dr. John Newfeld, a familiar guest of In Doubt, and that's available for you to listen for free. This series focuses on why you should read the Bible and offers the essentials of what we believe to be true about God's Word. And just to give you an idea, Dr. John looks at the sufficiency of the Bible, why the Bible is inerrant, and its authority. So that's another way that you can go deeper with this topic. If you've got a question or a suggestion for us, shoot me an email at info at 
We love hearing from our listeners like Stacy in Georgia or Matthew in British Columbia who listen to the show and have been loyal listeners since the beginning for Matthew and a few years ago on a road trip for Stacy. Thank you both and I look forward to hearing from more of you. Next week, we'll have another episode of our throwback series and we hope you join us for it. Mark Wallenberg was a guest in 2017 and we'll be hearing from him again as he discusses justice, the church, and cyber sex trafficking. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to hear more, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify or visit us online at indoubt.ca or indoubt.com. We're also on social media, so make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 